Welcome along, I'm Alan Williams and this is the Alan Williams Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 117 of the Alan Williams Podcast. I hope the weather is a little bit better wherever you are guys. Here in the west of Ireland it's a little bit crazy, I think we're in the middle of a bit of a storm. Last night was mad, last night was wind and rain and I was woke a few times and normally I sleep very well so when it's waking me up you know it's not good weather. And that has continued into today as well, it's pretty mental out there, it's blown a gale as I speak. So I thought I might sit down and record a quick podcast for you guys rather than going out in that. I should actually stop saying a quick podcast shouldn't I? Because every time I say, oh it's going to be a short one today, it ends up being like 35-40 minutes long, just exactly like what happened last week. So I should probably stop saying that. But it actually is going to be a short one today. Tempting fate a little bit, but it's going to be a short one today. Podcast is doing really well at the moment, guys. We're pretty much in the charts every week again in the last few weeks, probably over the last month. Every week the Irish podcast charts is released, the top 40, and we're pretty consistently in there at the moment. There was a stage where we were, every week we were in it. Going back a while, we were every single week. We were a mainstay of the Irish charts. We peaked at number 8, I think was the highest we've ever reached. Number 8, one week we got to. Um... Yeah, that was really good. And then what happened was, leading up to the book launch last year, I took time off from the podcast. So I got a little bit inconsistent with it, probably from maybe around October time to December. I wasn't doing that many podcasts. They were a little bit scattered on approach. I was fitting them in wherever I could, but I wasn't consistent. And then obviously we dropped out of the charts because we just weren't recording pretty much. But over the last month or so, I've got that level of consistency back in and we are pretty much in the charts every week again. So I just want to say thanks to you guys because it's you guys that are driving that. It's the listenership that drives it. It's purely based on listenership numbers and nothing else. So thank you to you guys. I do appreciate you all. Really, really do. Okay, today's episode, we are going to speak about why people want to change, but don't actually do it. And I think this is going to be relevant for everybody, to be honest, because we've all done that at certain stages of our lives. And probably there are people listening to this that are in that situation at the moment. And it might not be every area of your life, but it's probably some area. We're all guilty of doing that. We procrastinate on things. We have this desire to do it, but we don't actually step into it. So we're going to look a little bit more in depth today at why people don't actually step into it. Why do people keep holding back? Why do people talk about it for five years, for 10 years, but don't actually do it? We're going to explore that a little bit more today. So in theory, people want to change. In theory, they want to change. They speak about it. They tell themselves they want to do it. They literally convince themselves that they're going to do it, but then they actually never step up. And this podcast is very closely linked really to episode number 108 of the podcast, which was on the two forces that drive everything we do. And those two forces are pleasure and pain. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I'd probably go back and listen to that one first. So that's episode 108 of the podcast. This one is going to be pretty closely linked to that. Let's look at relationships, for example. Why do people persist in an unsatisfying relationship, unwilling to ever work towards solutions or to end it and move on? So they've pretty much got two options. They could work towards solutions, option A, or option B, they could end it and move on. But a lot of the time people do neither. And why do they do neither? Well, they do neither because it's they know because they know the changing will lead to the unknown. And most people believe that the unknown will be more painful than where they're currently at. So just to recap, to make sure this is clear, because this is really, really important. I'm using relationships as an example. It's relevant to lots of, of other areas as well that we will explore. But why do people stay in a relationship that maybe they're not all that happy in? And instead of either A, looking for a solution, or B, ending it and moving on, they don't do anything. They just let it drift. The reason being, people are afraid of the unknown. And they fear that the unknown will actually be worse or more painful than what they're currently experiencing. 
So that's why they don't actually do it. That fear that the unknown will be worse than what they're currently experiencing. And you can relate that to pretty much everything. Be that career, be that work, be that fitness, be that weight loss, whatever. There's that fear that the unknown will be more painful than what you're currently experiencing. So people will tend to just keep going with what they are. And it's that old thing again where you'll say maybe sometimes it's better the devil you know than the one you don't. And you'll stay where you are. Because a lot of the time maybe people are at a four. But the fear is that what if I change it and it goes to a one? Like a four is not amazing. I'm not all that happy. It's okay. It's not great. Potentially, could I get to a seven? Could I get to an eight by making some changes? Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, it would. But then they reframe it and that kind of negativity bias comes in and they go, oh yeah, but what if I go back to a one? That would be worse than currently where I'm at. That's what holds people back. So if you're at the four now, I suppose the question to ask yourself is, what would need to happen to get to a seven or an eight? Rather than going the other way and going, well, what if I end up back at a one? And I think that's why people never take action. It's that fear of the unknown. It's the fear that the unknown will be more painful than where you currently are. And we can very much go that way. Like we're 80% negative thoughts. That's what we have as humans. 80% of our thoughts are negative. So it's very easy for us to get caught up in that and to go down that rabbit hole and start thinking about just ending up back at the one instead of what life would be like if I was actually at a seven or an eight. And that takes a lot of programming. That takes a lot of training of the brain. That's something I've worked a lot on myself now. So even when I have negative people around me and their first reaction to everything, if I propose an idea really, is always... But what if, but what if, but what if? And it's always from the perspective of what if it goes wrong or what if it doesn't work out? Whereas my first thought is always, what if it goes right? And that's took years of training the brain, years of rewiring, because we're pretty much conditioned to keep ourselves safe to look at the negatives. So it takes a lot of work to actually get beyond that. But that's really why I feel people don't step into doing what they say they want to do. It's the fear that the unknown will be more painful than where they're currently at. But really for a great relationship, we have to overcome our fears. We have to overcome our fears of rejection and of vulnerability. And we have to put ourselves out there. And that can be a difficult thing to do. But when we do that, that's when we create great relationships. When we actually just ignore that little voice that's saying to us, don't do that. Keep yourself safe. Don't put yourself out there. Don't risk it. When we ignore that little voice and we open ourselves up to rejection and to vulnerability, that's when amazing things happen. Yeah, of course, you're always risking getting hurt. Of course you are. But that's when amazing things happen as well. When you open yourself up to that. Show your vulnerability. Don't be afraid of the rejection. Put yourself out there. Same thing, if we plan on going into business, we have to be willing to overcome the fear of losing security. How many people have said they'd love to start a business, but then they think about, oh, but I have a mortgage to pay. Oh, but I have to put food on the table. Oh, but I have kids to clothe. And then they never do it. And this is something that actually excites them. This is something that they think that would give me huge meaning and purpose in my life. And I would love to run my own business and the freedom it would give me as well. But then there's this fear around security and they don't do it. And I'm going to reframe that for anybody that's thinking in those terms because I've reframed this for myself. I used to think that. I used to think, again, but what if, but what if, but what if I've got a mortgage to pay? And I've told you many times about the story where I left my job and, you know, I hadn't much money or anything like that and bills to pay and mortgage to pay and all that. And at that point, the reframe for me initially was I wasn't making massive money at the time anyway. So I really looked at what could I do that would just make me the same money as I'm making now so that I'd get by. It's not that I wanted to make a fortune. 
I reframed it and I said, well, if I made the same money myself, I'd be a hell of a lot happier because I was miserable in that job I was in. So I said, I might make more money, but even if I made the same, the quality of my life would improve because I'd be happier. So that was the little reframe initially. And now I'm going to reframe that security issue even further for you. I've done a complete U-turn on it. So where most people now say, I'm going to stay in my job for security, I've done a complete U-turn. And I think for me now, security is in self-employment. Because I'm backing myself and I'm not relying on somebody else. I'm not putting my fate in somebody else's hands. Because you can say, I'm staying in my job for security. But what if the company turn around in the morning and make you redundant? Where's the security then? You're effectively handing over your power and your freedom to somebody else. And guys, please don't get me wrong here. I know the 9 to 5 is absolutely perfect for a lot of people. And if you're happy in it, you don't need to change anything. I'm more so speaking to the ones here who maybe have been thinking about stepping into setting up their own business but never did it. If you're happy as you are, please ignore everything I'm saying. But for me now, I've looked at it from the other perspective where I go, let's reframe this. So you're saying, you know, there's a bit of an issue around security. Being in a job for somebody else, working for somebody else gives you security. I now say my security comes from knowing that my future is in my own hands. I view that as being much more secure to me than putting my future into somebody else's hands and letting them make the decisions on it. Now I know that if I work hard, if I put myself out there, if I look to educate myself, upscale, up knowledge, everything I do, look at the quality of the work I do, really work on me, then my future is in my own hands. And there's huge peace of mind in that and there's huge security in that for me because I know that it's down to me. It's down to how much effort and energy I put in, how much work I put in. My future is in my hands as opposed to maybe thinking if I was in another job, what if they fire me in the morning? What if they make me redundant in the morning? So everything is about the way we think about it, guys. Everything in this world is about perspective. That's what I want to show you here. It's not saying one is right and the other is wrong. It's just giving you a little bit of a perspective shift because you can do that with almost any scenario or any situation. Tough people come from tough times. I think sometimes we get so bogged down and think in a certain way and everything is, you know, it's almost that conditioning and that way we've been wired and that way we've been brought up since the year dot. And we sometimes only look at the threat or we only look at this is a problem or this is the perceived pain. When in actual fact, if we flipped it over and if we just changed the perspective on it, if we actually look for what's good about it or where's the opportunity, we take things totally differently, totally differently. And I've just given you a few quick examples there, but you could probably give me more situations in life and I'd be able to find something good in it. Like there's always something good in it. I had a conversation this morning, actually, just in my DMs. Somebody got in touch with me, just re- responded to my Instagram story and said, yeah, love that, whatever. And I noticed we had had a bit of a conversation before in Instagram story. So I don't know this person, just somebody who follows me. Um, and in that, we had spoke last July and she said, oh, I have, I would love to work with you. But at the moment, I'm having a little bit of a health issue. So I just got back to her and said, you know, I got back to her today, obviously, when she got in touch about she replied to the Instagram story today. So separate conversation. And I just replied and I said, how's the health now? I hope you're doing well. She said, yeah, I am really good. And she said, things have changed so much. I have amazing perspective now on what's important and what's not. And I was so able to relate to that because I've been in the same situation. Last summer, I had an issue with my heart, which I still haven't got the bottom of. Ironically enough, actually, I'm back in hospital this week, Thursday and Friday. I have to go down to Castlebar both days to get an old heart monitor fitted. But I'm not stressing about it. I feel good. I'm absolutely fine. But my conversation with this lady was like, we've both had that bit of a, a health scare where something unexpected happens and you never saw it coming and you've never had to deal with it before. 
it just gives you a new shift in how you view things. Like, we're not wasting time or energy on stupid things now. We're looking at what actually matters in life. So even though you don't particularly want those health scares, there's a lesson in it and there's a gift in it. And that gift is the gift of perspective. And the gift of perspective enables you to enjoy a much better quality of life. So there's a gift in everything. I think you could throw most scenarios at me and I'd be able to find something in it that I can use or that I can turn around. Everything is about how we view it, guys. Absolutely everything. Got to work on that mindset over and over and over until it becomes just second nature for you. Most of the things that are valuable in life require us to go against the basic conditions of our nervous system. Most of the things that are valuable in life. Think about anything you've ever achieved, guys. Think about anything that you're really, really, really proud of. Think about even coming through a tough time and coming out the other side of it. Or think about the biggest challenge in your life. That thing that you achieved, that wasn't easy. And that required you to go against your basic instinct at times. It required you to get real comfortable. Because that's what the most valuable things do. If you think about a weight loss journey, most people don't start it because of that fear of the unknown. And it's that fear again that the unknown will be more painful than what I'm currently experiencing. So... One of the things that people say to me first when they inquire about joining coaching, what what's the story with the food? What's the story with the training? And there's a little bit of trepidation. And I think the biggest fear is that what if it completely overhauls my diet and has me eating foreign foods that I've never heard of and that I don't even know where to source and that I actually don't even like. And that it's going to be this huge lifestyle shift that's going to be so painful that you hate every second of it. I think that's the fear. And I think the fear is also, I'm not really used to training. I don't want to be crippled seven days a week. And maybe that's from their own past experience. Because that's what they've done when they were doing it on their own. Whereas a good professional will build you up gradually and you won't experience that. But I think that's that fear again of the unknown. It's that fear that the unknown will be more painful than where I currently am. So therefore, if I am having to completely overhaul my diet and start doing these amazing training sessions... And I'm going to hate every single minute of it. Like that's what a lot of people in their head associate with the fitness journey. Maybe because of a bad experience in the past or maybe because it's just this idea that's in their head. They associate it with extreme pain. And then they come back to, okay, well, I'm not really happy in myself at the moment. But maybe that's worse. And that's why they never step into it. Is a few things landing here, guys? Does sound familiar? So I know this is kind of deep psychological work. But if you're asking me why people speak about changing and speak about wanting to change but never actually step into it, they're the key fundamentals that I think it comes back to time and time again in fitness, in career, in life, in relationships. The fear of the unknown and the fear that that unknown will be more painful than where you currently are. I hope that's making some sense. It makes complete sense to me, so I hope I'm just articulating it properly. And really, many times, the fear that we're allowing to control us never becomes a reality anyway. We build this thing up in our heads and we make it much worse than it actually is. It never becomes a reality in most cases. It's this thought process that's causing us the pain. It's not actually the thing itself. So if you think about people who link pain with flying on an airplane, for example, there are a lot of people in the world that have a huge fear of flying. There's no logical reason for it, really. It's this thing that's in their head. It's the fear of it. It's not the actual flying itself. Maybe it's based on a painful past experience. But if it's not, 
it's based on an imagined future. So maybe there's a painful past experience, but that's not even that relevant to where you're currently at at the moment. Same with relationships. You've probably been hurt at some stage in the past. That doesn't mean that the person you're with now can't be amazing and you can't have an experience, an, an amazing experience and an amazing relationship. So if you look at the airplane analogy, that phobia a lot of the time is just based on illogical reasoning, based on past experience or an imagined future. It's not based on the here and now. Maybe they've read about an airplane crash and now they're allowing fear to control them. And when we allow fear to control us, we're never going to experience all the things that we want to experience in life. We're never going to achieve amazing things that we want to achieve because that fear is in charge. So right now, we've got to look at taking back that control for ourselves, not letting fear control us. We need to be in control. And to do that, we must live our lives in the present and respond to things that are real, not to our fears of what once was or what might someday be. What's happening now? What's in the here and now? That's what we've got to live. We've got to live right here and right now. Not what happened in the past or what might happen in the future. That's where the fear is coming from. It's not from the here and now. Right now you're safe. You're good. Listen to this podcast right now. You're safe. So where is fear coming from? It's coming from your imagination. It's coming from something that happened in the past. Or it's coming from what you're imagining in the future. And honestly, most of the time, that thing that you're imagining in the future doesn't come to pass. And certainly doesn't require the level of fear that we give it in the present. And really what we're doing is ruining our current present, ruining our reality by worrying about what's happened in the past or what may happen in the future. So the key thing to remember is that we don't move away from real pain. We move away from what we believe will lead to pain. Let me rephrase that or even repeat that. We don't move away from real pain. We move away from what we believe will lead to pain. Think about your fitness journey again. I know we have a lot of our listeners, a lot of our listeners even will be clients. A lot of our clients listen to the podcast. You guys will be able to relate to this. When you started your journey, think about the few years previous to that. Why did you keep putting it off? Was it exactly what I'm speaking about? That fear, that fear of the unknown, even that fear of failure, that fear that it's going to be really, really painful and that the pain is going to be worse than where you're currently at until your reality gets to what I call the tipping point where you're in so much pain psychologically and emotionally, maybe even physically, that you no longer have a choice and you have to, you have to change. Because as I always say, we always change when the fear, or, sorry, when the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the pain of change. That's when we actually take action. So again, key thing to remember, we don't move away from real pain, we move away from what we believe will lead to pain. So rather than letting your imagination run away with you on what might happen and where you might fall down and what, why it might not go well, reframe it, step into it and see what happens. Again, think about things you've over-obsessed about in the past. Was it ever as bad as you had imagined once it came to pass? You can deal with it, guys. We're resilient. We're, we're, you know, we're strong. Human beings are resilient. If, if it does happen, it happens. We'll deal with it. Guarantee you, it won't be anywhere near as bad as what you had been building up and imagining in your head. So, there's a couple of key pointers for you guys on why people want to change, but don't actually do it. The key message to remember here, I'm going to give you two. The first one is the reason behind it. The first one was 
we don't change because we're, we have that fear of the unknown and we fear that the unknown will be more painful than where we're currently at. That's why we don't change. And the second takeaway that you need to remember from today is we don't move away from real pain. We move away from what we believe will lead to pain. I hope you found that good, guys. I know it's a little bit deeper on the psychological side today. Um, this is the stuff that fascinates me and really, really interests me. So I just wanted to share those few thoughts with you. And I hope it made some sense. And I hope you found it interesting and enjoyable. That is it for this week's podcast. A little bit shorter today. I actually stuck to my promise for once that it will be a shorter podcast. So um, I hope you enjoyed that. Go and be amazing. Do something with it. And I will speak to you next week.